Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 59 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. I hope you're doing well. Um, I'm going to preface this episode by saying that um, it's going to be another short one. <laughs> and listen, okay, I know what I said last time. I know that I always say, I know what I said last time, but this is a decision that I'm making instead of it being an unfortunate situation. Um, you know, I'm feeling a little lazy recently. I haven't really been doing that much production, productive work. I haven't been streaming. I haven't been working on YouTube videos. I haven't been, you know, uh, it's it's summertime. I just got out of school. If you if just counts as a month ago, but I got out of school uh, for the for the semester for the year. Uh, I'm home for the summer and I'm taking it easy. I'm enjoying myself. Um, this semester was particularly hard, so I want to sort of relax, you know. Um, and I am doing that with Evocast. I and I think I'm sort of I'm going to call this. So the last three episodes and maybe a few episodes in the future, the lazy saga, because I feel like recently things have just been feeling kind of lazy. Nothing, you know, even on Pokemon's end, not as a, as a, as a, you know, a gripe towards Pokemon, but like, there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> uh, you know, I... None of the news uh, is like of super crazy importance. None of it is like insane. It's all just kind of updates for things, and I'm so, I'm kind of for that. You know, like I said, the lazy saga, I don't want to put work into it. Obviously, I don't want you guys to think that I don't put work into this podcast, but I am taking it upon myself to relax, and I think that just kicking back, talking about some news updates, uh, and doing, you know, having a nice, a few easy episodes of EvoCast in a row is a great way of doing that. I hope you don't mind, obviously. Of course, once news starts to get released, once things start to get sort of kicked back, kicked back up into gear, um, I will certainly be talking more about things. I, you know, I want to do type review. I want to do some more segments. I want to do, I want to talk about specific things, um, related to some, po- some things that we'll talk about later. But, you know, it's been, it's honestly been very nice. It's kind of, you know, EvoCast is not necessarily a stressful thing for me, but when it's like, you know, it's Tuesday night, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to talk for like an hour, sometimes even an hour and a half. It's a little bit, you know, I have to prepare. I have to, you know, sort of keep my composure. I've got, kind of gotten used to talking to nobody, obviously with streaming and, and 58, 59 episodes of this podcast. So, um, I'm pretty comfortable with it. That's not really the problem, but it's, you know, it's somewhat mentally taxing. And over the course of, of two years, it kind of gets to me. Not that I'm going to be stopping this podcast anytime soon. I'm enjoying it very, very much. But I think it, my point here is I think that it's time and it's a good time to kick back and sort of just go with the flow. If if Pokemon isn't going to come out with anything new, then well, neither will I. <laughs> you know, we're both being lazy. Um, and that's sort of the mentality that I've had with a lot of things recently. You know, I'm, I'm taking it easy, like I said, and I think that's fine. I think that's okay. Uh, I'm not saying this as an excuse. I don't need an excuse to sort of take it easy. But I wanted you to know my mindset going into this episode and probably for a couple episodes in the future. Um, obviously I'll still be talking about things, but I like 
having a break. Uh, and a break I will be getting because there is absolutely nothing to talk about today. Uh, thanks for listening. No, I'm kidding. Uh, there are some things, but of course, I'm not going to be doing a topic. I'm just going to be doing some news. I'm going to do random Pokemon of the week, and then I'm going to do Move Tutor, and then that's going to be it. <laughs> um, you know, it's going to be another short one, but that's okay. Anyway, let's get right into the episode, and I'm actually going to be starting uh, with the merch uh, sort of sort of edition of the news that we have going on, something I don't normally do, but I uh, figured I'd mix it up a little bit today. Um, there is a bit of merch coming, uh, particularly some pool floaties uh, for the summer. They are, if I can find them, here they are. Um, Pokemon pool floats are here. This is from Pokey Jungle, the Pokey Jungle Twitter account. Um, the U.S. and Canadian Pokemon Center Online has added Pikachu and Psyduck inner tubes and Snorlax and Werelord and Lapras Lapras floats. Well, that was a mouthful. Um, so yeah, there's Lapras pool floaties, Pikachu and Psyduck inner tubes, all kinds of fantastic Pokemon for the summer. Waylord was a given. Lapras was a given. All these are a given, honestly. Pikachu, it makes sense, but Snorlax is hilarious. Waylord, Waylord is awesome, and Lapras is cool. Um, yeah, so if you uh, if you want to spice up your summer and have some fun in the sun with, with some Pokemon, then there you go. There is an absolute metric ton of evolution stuff coming. Uh, unfortunately, only in Japan, but I'm sure that uh, I and many others will find some ways of having them shipped to the U.S. Um, just like Pokemon Daisuke's Club uh, upcoming EV collection merch hitting Japan on June 12th. And, you know, I gotta say, I'm jealous. <laughs> I really, really wish that this stuff was coming to the U.S. Because, oh my god, there are bags, there are plushies, shoes. Uh, let's, let me, let me, let's go through. Folders and notebooks, sticker tape, flat cases, pens. Uh, there's way more. Hold on. I think there is. Yeah, charms, metal tin collections, stickers and phone cases, lanyards, home goods like throw pillows, slippers, little like storage boxes, plates, dishes, cups, bags, posters, towels, washcloths, TGC playmats, absolutely anything you could possibly want with, I'm going to build a whole house and it's going to be just EV stuff. It's literally just going to be evolution merch and that's it. That's my challenge for when I get older. I'm going to build an entire house and every single piece of furniture in my house is going to be embroidered with something related to the evolutions and you know what i think that's feasible with how much stuff there is on this list oh my god i really have to find a way to get this stuff like of here <laughs> june 12th uh on june 12th i'm certainly going to be looking uh on how to get that maybe shipped to the u.s because wow there are so many things i recently got uh, some money for my birthday um which was a couple days ago. Um, so I will certainly, if it is available, be spending that extra money on probably every single piece of merchandise in their stock uh, of Evolution stuff because it's all adorable. It's all wonderful. You should totally go take a look at it if you haven't already. That's the Daisuke. Let me make sure I'm not mispronouncing that. Daisuke Club, sorry. The Pokemon Daisuke Club um, collection, EV collection merch hitting Japan on June 12th. Next up, and a little bit less intense uh, than the massive amount of Evolution merch that I just went over, uh, is, of course, the new segment. Uh, name may be temporary, we'll see. Plentiful plushies, 
where I look at the newest Pokemon plushies available for buying. Of course, everyone loves plushies. Who doesn't? Um, so plushies are, of course, important enough to have their own segment on this show. And uh, obviously, the Evolution plushies from that huge uh, list, as well as new plushies for arcades. I think last time I talked about, like, you know, uh, new plushies for, like, arcades coming to... Um, exclusively only japan i think at first uh let me see if i can find them here yeah okay here we go uh new plushies for arcades you know for like crane machines and stuff like that who knows what they have in japan for pichu uh eevee togepi yamper vaporeon dragonair and last but maybe least slowbro or slowpoke excuse me and speaking of slowpoke uh there is a life-sized slowpoke plushie uh, available in the U.S. and Canadian Pokemon Center for $450. I didn't see the price tag originally. Oh, my God. Still, let me... Hold on. I'm going to look at the Pokemon Center page for this. 59 inches. $450. Oh, my God. It's based on the Slowpoke's measurement in the, orig- in the official Pokedex. 26 inches tall and 60 inches long. Jesus Christ, what a what a big boy. Uh, if you are brave enough to buy such a big boy and have him in your home, um, then more power to you. And finally, uh, last plushie on the list for plentiful plushies is actually something that I'm, that's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's like Pikachu plushies, but they're dressed like the Unova uh, protagonists. It's, you know, um, black and white, I think. Or no, their names aren't black and white. I don't remember their names, but, uh, you know, they're dressed like the protagonists from Black and White. Uh, so that's very cute. And those are available uh, for sale on the U.S. and Canadian Pokemon Center. Next up, let's get into the news for today. A little bit weird doing this 10 minutes in the episode, but of course. Um, probably the most exciting thing uh, is the release dates for both Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl and Pokemon Legends Arceus were released just like randomly on their Twitter one day. Pokemon was just like, hey, by the way, this is when these games are coming out. No, like, direct, nothing like that. I mean, you know, uh, I'm not really surprised I didn't do a direct just to release the release dates, but still, that's kind of a big deal, and they it came out of what seemed like absolutely nowhere. Um, Pokemon Legends Arceus is coming on January 28th, 2022, so less than a year. And similarly, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are also being released in less than a year. And the reason why I said in the beginning of today's episode, like, oh, you know, we'll probably have some stuff to talk about uh, as the year goes on. This is what I meant. <laughs> uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are coming out in less than uh, June, July, August, September, November, five, less than five months, a little bit more than five months. That's insane. Uh, so, you know, only like 10 more episodes until they're released. So uh, we'll have a lot of things to talk about, probably up and coming until then and also when they come out. And then, honestly, uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl will probably keep us going until Legends Arceus comes out like not even three months later. So that is very, very exciting. Um, of course, I know it's a little bit late to say this or early to say this, excuse me, but I have a very, very big hunch that I will be streaming it over on twitch.tv slash lilyc on both of these games, most 100%. Um, so if you are um, excited for that, 
that is coming uh, when these games get released. I'm sure, you know, I would love and really appreciate the support. I'll be playing it on uh, on Twitch and then most likely, well, obviously talking about it on this podcast. But, you know, um, my, my streams more tend to just be playing the game, experiencing the game for the first time, stuff like that. And then the episodes uh, coming after that on EvoCast will be more my review and what I think of it. Um, it's a good dynamic there. So you can either, you can sort of pick and choose what you want to, what content you want to experience from me, whether it be me playing the game, or if you'd rather not watch me play the game and play it for yourself and then listen to my feelings about it later, this, the, you know, EvoCast is there for it too. So uh, it's a good mix, and I hope I will see you there. And then, oh man, they're so soon. Like, it's kind of just hitting me now. Five months, and then like seven months. Not like five months, and then like three months. So, oh my god, that's so soon. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a Pokemon game come out this fast in release date. Or like, from T, you know, from trailer to release date. It's absolutely insane. These were released on at the same time as a reminder these two games were teased at the same time and then they're coming out like what not even 10 months later that's insane that's crazy they must have been working on these for a very very long time and we're gonna go from speaking in awe about about these two games to me being mad uh and me being mad includes um pokemon quest and if you have listened to this podcast for a long time, you would know that Pokemon Quest is a game that I find dear to my heart. I rated it like, I don't even, it was in, it was in my top 10, maybe top five, uh, for my favorite Pokemon games of all time. And, uh, you know, I'm a little bit upset that we never got any like DLC or anything for it, but well, we might not be, but China certainly is. And by that, I mean, uh, a big completely taking this quote off of Cerebi.net, a big special event has been announced for Pokemon Quest, the Pokemon Quest variant released in China. From June 24th, a special event tying in with Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution will be held. The event features Armored Mewtwo coming to the game and allows for you to complete tasks to earn Armored Mewtwo and to get the ingredients to clone Venusaur, to, to summon clone Venusaur, Charizard, and Blastoise. Now, you can't clone the Pokemon. You just summon the clone Pokemon. Uh, it also features login bonuses to get original Cap Pikachu. And the, the 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 horrible phrase that I wish I'd never read, There at present there is no indication of this content making it to the original versions of the game. And oh, I, I can't... I can't stay mad. I'm I'm happy that the game is getting content because I absolutely adore this game, but I wish I could play it. <laughs> I am a little bit sad that I can't play it. Uh but, you know, it's cool. I might like I don't even know is there even a, a way to pick up like a ch- a Chinese copy of the game and and play the game like that? I w- I hope there is. I wish there was. I will like buy a VPN to set my switch like I don't even know if, it, if that's possible. But I'm Oh, I don't even, I don't know how to feel. It's, it's, it's ex- like I said, it's exciting seeing new content coming to the game that I love dearly, but it's a little bit bittersweet when it's content that I can't play. <laughs> uh, you know, I might like watch a playthrough of it. If that's even po- is anyone even going to upload like a Pokemon Quest Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution video from China on YouTube? I, I'm thinking about the, the what ifs way too much here. Uh, you know, it's exciting that this is coming out, at least in my opinion. It's 
interesting to say the least. Hopefully, it like they're obviously still working on the game. It might just be like an apology to the to the Chinese people saying, you know, like, hey, sorry that uh, sorry that we didn't have this game out fast enough, you know, for you. But uh, you know, still, it's nice to see, I guess, in, in, uh, at all. Anyway, moving on. Uh, there are there is a new TCG set coming out in Japan. Uh, no idea if it's going to be coming to the U.S., but it is called two sets actually: Skyscraping Perfect and Blue Sky Stream. Uh, they are coming out on July 9th, twenty twenty one, and will feature the return of Dragon type cards, and this time with no weaknesses or resistance. So uh, you know, I'm not really uh, super knowledgeable of the the TCG meta but i uh, i didn't know that dragon type cards were not a thing you know that they that they had gone away for a little bit but apparently they're returning uh with this time no uh no weaknesses and no resistances which is fun which is interesting um to say the least i don't know how that's going to affect the meta if there isn't if there even is what you know a meta to affect right now but um I'm hoping that they'll be coming to the U.S. so we can sort of learn that. On the scope for the the main trio, uh, Pokemon Go is, of course, taking the lead on the amount of news today, uh, with the most interesting thing being the um, Community Day of Gibble that was just recently. I'm uh, pretty sure it was, like, literally this weekend <laughs> uh, as, as of recording this. So, what, like, June 5th? I don't even remember what day it was. Um... The 6th, actually, is what it was. But, um, yeah, Gibble Community Day happened. You know my stance on Community Days and Pokemon Go. I don't really have time to play it anymore or the opportunity to play it, especially uh, in the summertime. Um, but I hope that everyone who participated in it got their shiny Gibble and enjoyed themselves. Pokemon Go Fest 2021 is huge. And I mean huge. Uh, there are so many things happening. Like... So let, let me read sort of paraphrase off of uh, the Cerebi article. Niantic have detailed Pokemon Go Fest 2021. As previously announced, the event will run on two days from 10 o'clock local time to 18 o'clock local time on July 17th to July 18th and will have components for players who buy the ticket and those who do not. On day one, there's like literally 20 lines of information here. Uh, there's Pokemon coming. There's, you know hourly habitats that will rotate during the event for all players uh probably you know if you want the 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 actual information i'm not going to read out every single little thing about this event um, but if you would like the the, the information you can go to cerebi.net and look at the information there but the most uh interesting things is that players will have a choice between um costume galarian ponyta and costume galarian zigzagoon as well as um cop, you know uh pikachu rockstar or pikachu popstar uh and th- that will determine in-game music both created by Junichi masuda um is there is there a picture of these costumed galarian pokemon what are they what are they oh it says Ponyta Galarian form costume and Zigzagoon Galarian form costume. It doesn't actually say what, it doesn't actually show what they look like. So I'm not 100% sure what that costume is or if that's even like what I think it is, but uh, it's happening. <laughs> Other than that, though, 
uh, there are just like a huge amount of things to look like. Day two has even more. So if you're interested in looking at that, you should definitely go ahead and look on Cerebi. Um, but I, I am not going to list off every single little thing, but that's exciting. That's coming soon uh, for Pokemon Go Fest 2021. They, you know, it always is like a huge event every year. So I'm not surprised that there's so much stuff going on. And I'm sure even more will be revealed over time. But until then, we already have so many things. Finally, for Pokemon Go, there is uh, the Season of Discovery uh, is out in Pokemon Go. Um, it is from um, June 1st, so nine days ago, uh, to uh, of time of recording, to um, September 1st, 2021. So you have a long time uh, to sort of have this time. It's more of like just like a like a season, I guess is the best way of describing it. You know, it's not like an event. It's just like, oh, things are changing. Um, it, uh, features different spawnings based on the temperate seasons, as well as new raid bosses, egg pools, and a timed research featuring Galarian Ponyta. So it's, it's just like a shift in the, in the Pokemon that are available. Kind of like how ice Pokemon appear during winter time, blah, blah, blah. Sort of like the, I assume like the summer of Pokemon Go is the season of discovery. So, uh, that's going out until early September. And finally... I say finally because uh, the last two bits of information are not necessarily interesting, uh, but they do, and they are small. Um, the other two of the the main trio for the news uh, is Pokemon Masters EX, uh, and it has been confirmed that on June 7th, which obviously has already passed, um, the new main story stages will be coming, or have already come, I guess. Uh, the story will continue the Pokemon Masters League after Lear was rescued from Team Break. I have no idea what those are, but maybe maybe some of you do. <laughs> so the main story is continuing, to paraphrase. And finally, uh, in Pokemon Cafe Mix, literally the only bit of Cafe Mix information I could find of this sort of chunk of, uh, you know, of things going on. It's like, you know, I look on Cerebi for, like, may and uh, you know for june obviously and it's been like what nine days since the beginning of june so and some things have happened in may but they're not worth talking about it's literally just like the discovery stuff and stuff that we sort of already know about something things that like in the 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 scope of things i would already be talking about anyway because i cover a couple days you know i cut i cover two essentially two weeks of news in one episode so it's kind of uh you know, it's trivial to, 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 to talk about things more than once just because they appear more than once on this sort of calendar, uh, of Cerebi, at least. I get most of my information off of Cerebi, and, you know, uh, this is really all there is. Literally the only bout of Cafe Mix news, uh, in the time of last episode to this one, and it's that Chansey is coming back. Sorry, not coming back. Uh, Chansey is appearing for the first time as a special customer in an event, um, and it runs until June 16th. Alright, to finish off today's episode, we are going to do the final uh, two segments of the normal EvoCast formula, first of which is everybody's favorite segment, where we talk about a random Pokemon every episode, random Pokemon of the week, uh, which, t- listen, I know, random the having the whole, like, the slogan of it be a random Pokemon every episode, specifically not weak, I've even corrected myself when I say weak, and then having the segment name itself be for random Pokemon of the week is a little bit strange, but I've, I've called it this so many times that there's absolutely no way I'm renaming it. So, random Pokemon of the week, 
let's go. I, you know, I'm sort of following the the lazy saga formula of because I'm not doing a topic, I'm going to be randomly generating a Pokemon sort in the episode. You know, just uh, to keep things a little more interesting, maybe. You get my my initial reaction as a treat uh, because I'm not doing a topic or anything. So let's go. Let's generate one random Pokemon. And I recently got a new mouse. So unfortunately, you won't be able to hear the, the click when I hit the generate button. But uh, you'll have to you'll have to to deal with that for now. And. OK, <laughs> uh, I'm going to look up this Pokemon right now. Interesting. I like I, I have I have a few things to say about this Pokemon. Um if you'd like to guess, it is Pokemon four hundred and ten. You got enough time? It is Shieldon. Shieldon uh, is a rock steel fossil Pokemon introduced in generation four. It is resurrected from an armor fossil and evolves into Bastiodon starting at level thirty. Shieldon uh, is close in my heart. I've, I skipped over the other information. I'll get to that soon. Shieldon is close in my heart because I like it a lot. I, that's a little bit dumb to say. It's close in my heart because I like it. But I don't know. It's, that and, uh, and Bastiodon has always been sort of, I've, I've, I've come a liking to it. And I, and over the course of a couple, you know, obviously pretty much my entire life of being a Pokemon fan, I've never really seen anybody talk about this Pokemon. And it, it more so is uh, evident with Bastiodon. I certainly like Bastiodon a lot more than Shieldon, but I think that this Pokemon deserves a little more love. I, I genuinely really like Shieldon and Bastiodon. I think they're cute. I think they're good fossils. You know, uh, Rampardos and Cranidos always sort of get the, the better end of the deal. Uh, because, of course, you know, the very first gym leader uses a Rampardos. But I think that uh, I think that Shieldon and Bastiodon specifically deserve a little more love. And it, it's a little bit uh, nice to see them on today's episode. Because I kind of get to gush about Shieldon a little more than I usually would. Um... So, Shieldon is a rock steel Pokemon, like we said earlier. Uh, it has the abilities Sturdy and Soundproof, as its hidden ability. 87.5% uh, male, 12.5% female, which I assume is customary of every fossil. I don't actually know if that's true, but it might be. <laughs> I'm not going to fact check that, but considering that I think it would be more unlikely for Shieldon, only Shieldon, to have that gender ratio than, you know, every other fossil Pokemon having that ratio, but you never know. Um, it is uh, 1 foot 8 or 0 0.5 meters and uh, 125.7 pounds or 57 kilograms. Let's talk about some uh, Pokedex entries. I'm not probably going to gush as much about Shieldon as I originally planned to, and, I'm, and I don't even think, let me, I'm just going to check right now if there's even a little cup to talk about. I imagine no. Okay, it's a, okay. I will talk about this. There is a little cup formula uh, or move set for Shieldon, so of course I have to take this opportunity. I definitely think that my gushing will come more in the form of when Bastiodon is on the, on you know featured on the episode. Um, but for now, I think that uh, Shieldon will have to suffice, sort of like a a light version of my enthusiasm. Um, but Shieldon, let's look at some Pokedex entries. Uh, a Pokemon that lived in jungles around 1,000, 1,000, 100 million years ago. Its facial hide is extremely hard. 
It habitually polishes its face by rubbing it against tree trunks. It is weak to attacks from behind. I wonder why. Uh, it ha- It is outstandingly armored. Outstandingly armored. <laughs> As a result, it can eat grass and berries without having to fight. So it can just like sit there and eat berries while other Pokemon wail on it. Because it's got just this massive dome. You know, big brain. Like, literally, kind of. Um, That's it. No, hold on, there's one more. It was generated from a fossil dug out of a layer of clay that was older than anyone knows. What do you, what? It literally says 100 million years ago. Okay, hard, cold, still sober. Getting some, some, you know, inconsistencies here with the Pokedex entries. Diamond's Pokedex entry literally said 100 million years ago, and hard, cold, still sober, like, nobody knows. It's uh, it's completely unknown. And the people in Sinnoh were like, what? No, it's 100 million years ago. What are you talking about? Like, maybe it's not exact, but I mean, come on. That any, older than anybody knows? That's a little bit, that's a little bit, you know, uh, imposing hard, cold, still silver. Anyway, I digress. That's like pretty much uh, it here. Oh, no, hold on. There's a few more. This one's interesting. Uh, specifically in Sun and Moon, they got Shieldung got some new Pokedex entries in Sun and Moon. God forbid. Many fossils of this Pokemon have been found, but almost none have shown signs of damage to the face. You know? Makes sense. This Pokemon lived in primeval primeval jungles. Primeval? Prime? I have no idea what that word is. Few enemies would have been willing to square off against its heavily armored face, so it's thought. A mild-mannered herbivorous Pokemon. It used its face to dig up tree roots to eat. The skin on its face was plenty tough. And finally, uh, although its fossils could be found in layers of primeval rock, nothing but its face have ever been discovered. What? What do you mean? <laughs> it's literally, huh? It's walking around like it. People, it's it's been revived. What do you mean nothing but its face has ever been found? We have evidence of it right literally standing in front of us. Like, you know, on this metaphorical, literal podium that every Pokemon, you know, sort of rotates very slowly across, you know, over the over the course of the random Pokemon of the Week segment where I, you know, I sort of poke at it whenever I talk about specific body parts. It's literally standing in front of us here. And... You're saying that it's like, oh, no, no evidence has ever been found but its face. It's like, the evidence is right here. <laughs> anyway, Shieldon has a lot. The fossil Pokemon have always been sort of an enigma in terms of the Pokemon canon, but I'm not going to think about it too much. Maybe I'll sort of go deep dive, do a deep dive into it in, in another episode. But for now, we're just going to look at Shieldon's shiny form, uh, which is kind of... It, it sort of just looks like it... Uh, like someone took shield on into into ms paint and or not ms paint just like an art program and just like absolutely turned up its saturation it's like its yellow body is like a gross pale yellow and then the the gray on its head is just like a dark blue like it like ugh, it doesn't it's not very good i'm not gonna lie <laughs> uh and i think that my my saturation or contrast whichever one it is i'm definitely not an artist that should know the distinction between the two, but I think my analogy of saturation slash contrast uh, is completely applicable here because it looks bad. It looks like it's just like just absolutely dumped with some sort of filter, uh, and it's not very good, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, and I'm going to give it a f- 
<sighs> you know, I was going to go right down the middle and say 5 out of 10, but I kind of think this is a 4. It's really not that good. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say four. I, I don't think it, I don't think it deserves a five. I think it's kind of, it's just look, it's like this is the original colors, but worse, you know? And I think that something like that deserves a four. The only trivia that's, that's, or the, I was going to say the only trivia that's interesting, but in fact, the only trivia uh, for Shield On is just saying that Shield On and Cranidos evolve at level 30, the earliest of any fossil Pokemon. All right, before we move on to the uh, final segment, let's look at Shieldon's little cup sort of analysis here. Um, Shieldon has an HP stat of 30, an attack of 42, a special attack of 42, a special defense of 88, a speed of 30, and a a whapping 118 defense, uh, which is insane for for an unevolved Pokemon. Um... And it says, this is written by Enzo Lapras, Although it has good defenses and access to sturdy and stealth rock, Shieldon is unviable in Little Cup. Oh, that's what? What? Well, I just, I just, I just talked up its extremely high defense. What are you talking about? I disagree. <laughs> uh, due to its low speed stat and undesirable weakness, oh yeah, to the prevalent fighting and ground types. In addition, it has poor offensive stats and lacks good stab moves. Overall, Shieldon is outclassed by Dwebble, Onyx, and Tortuga, as these can run sturdy sets more effectively. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. You wouldn't necessarily need a high defense if you have sturdy, and plus it's four times weak to both fighting and ground, which sucks. That is very unfortunate. Um, So I'm sure that Basiodon has the same kind of treatment. Um, In fact, looking at it now, it is in PU, which... I guess kind of makes sense uh, for its, you know, uh, unappealedness to other people. Unappeal, I guess is the word I was looking for there. It's unappeal towards people, but, you know, design-wise, I think it's I think they're both fantastic. But again, I'll get to that in the Bastion episode. Um, and let's let's look at this. Uh, let's look at this. This very f- well-named uh, set called Sturdy Juice, all one word. Uh its first move is Metal Burst, Stealth Rock, Rock Blast, and Endure slash Protect, and its item is Berry Juice. Its ability is Sturdy, obviously. Nature is Adamant. Uh, EVs 116 HP, 100 Attack, 52 Defense, and 212 Special Defense. Uh, I think this set is well self-explanatory, and it is kind of unfortunate that this Pokemon is so bad. <laughs> but, you know, looking at it now, it kind of makes sense. All right, let's move on to the final uh, segment of today's episode, where I talk about a random move every episode. You know the the same naming, well, you know, I was going to say the same naming scheme applies with, with random Pokemon of the week, but that's not actually true. This segment's not called random move of the week, it's just called move tutor, so I, uh, I take that back. Anyway, I have the random number generator here and a list of moves. Let's randomly generate a number. 647. And, you know, thankfully, with as unlike random Pokemon of the week, I can sort of look at this, uh, give you time to guess, even though guessing a move is much, much harder than guessing a Pokemon. Today's move is Gigavolt Havoc, uh, which is actually move, technically, move number 646 and 647. <laughs> um, 
Eventually, I'm going to go through and like actually calculate how many moves there are because some of them are, are, are you know, like the Z moves are sort of duplicate, duplicated. And then there's like on the Bulbapedia page, there's like the list of shadow moves that are way at the end. And then the G Max moves aren't even like in the list themselves. I'm going to have to go through and like, ran, you know, choose an actual number to randomly generate every time. But for now, this works. Anyway, Gigavolt Havoc. Uh, is a damage-dealing Electro-type move, Electro-type Z move, sorry, introduced in Generation 7. Um, in Generation 7, Gigavolt Havoc inflicts damage. Its power is based on whether it's a special or physical move. Uh, depends on a, it depends on the move it's based on. So, of course, uh, you know, it's a Z move. <laughs> uh, it changes based on the power of the move and whether it's physical or special. And then in, uh, in Generation 8, it got a, a massive change uh, where Gigavolt Havoc cannot be selected in battle, which is unfortunate. Uh, but the description, the user hits the target with a powerful electric current collected by its Z power. The power varies depending on the original move. And Sword and Shield's description, uh, this move can't be used. It's recommended that this move is forgotten. Once forgotten, the move can't be remembered. <laughs> oh, oh, Sword and Shield. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, this move is pretty uninteresting, which is kind of uh, unfortunate. You know, obviously, the learn set is literally just like a text that says any Pokemon that use can use Gigavolt Havoc if it knows an Electric-type move and holds Electrum Z. Um, oh, there is a trivia. I'm surprised. Uh, the metric prefix Giga indicates 10 to the 9, 10 to the 9th power, which I believe is a billion, uh, Based on the Japanese name of Thunderbolt, uh, the move's voltage is 10,000 times greater than 100,000 volts, which is, uh, oh, so, th so Thunderbolt is, wow, okay, so Thunderbolt in Japanese is 100,000 volts, which is insane, I'm guessing. Uh, so Gigavolt Havoc is canonically 10,000 times greater than than Thunderbolt, which, yeah, I mean, it's a Z move. That makes sense. Is that maybe it's canon that every single Z move is 10,000 10, times greater than just like a base move of its type? Who knows? <laughs> if you really wanted to get into the logistics of it, I'm sure that's true, but you know, I'm sure it depends on the move, blah, blah, blah. But uh, that's interesting to know. I like the the parallel to real world math and like, you know, the, the naming scheme in, in the Japanese games. I like that. I like that. Um, but other than that, Gigavolt Havoc is not interesting. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, we're going to have moves like this from time to time that even, you know, I, I tend to say like, oh, you know, we're going to have moves like this from time to time that are just kind of uninteresting, like it, like tackle. But this one, Z moves, I think, have an extra sort of category to them below on another p rung below, uh, just like moves like tackle and growl where, uh, you know, <laughs> It's they're all the same. It's just like a very very basic uh, description, like the G Max moves, you know, things like that. It just like it does damage based on its original move, and that's it. You know, um, the Z moves are like that. Gigantamax moves are like that. That's sort of uh, how things go. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, to the end of the episode. <laughs> I really really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, uh, you know. See my see my sort of explanation about the lazy saga in the beginning of uh, of today's episode, but I hope you enjoyed it nonetheless. Um, support me over on uh, you know Twitch.tv/LilySeon, Twitter of the same name, YouTube of the same name, and of course follow the podcast on um, 
twitter.com slash extreme evocast uh or at extreme evocast i guess where you can get updates on the podcast you know uh, information if it's going to be delayed things like that uh and and you know notifications when the episodes go out um other than that though i hope you have an amazing rest of your day this has been your wonderfully bodacious host lilician i realized i forgot to say it in the beginning of the episode so uh checkmate me um but <laughs> thank you so much for listening i hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you in the next one. Bye!